and good day, eh? My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we want to educate and inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we want to talk a little bit about the actual foods that we cook while we're camping. And so I'll turn it over to Tim as he is the chef. Fine. I would like to talk about a handful of meals. Let's do a breakfast, maybe a lunch, a dinner. Basic breakfast could be anything. We often have fruit salads, quick and easy. There's almost always a meat to go along with it, a breakfast meat, whether it's sausages, bacon, pea meal, what have you. I've done breakfast hams before, but always a fun treat. Bacon and eggs, obviously pretty straightforward if you've done them but bacon over a fire is pretty amazing it's much yummier it has that smoked flavor to it spark up the fire takes no time you don't really need to get it down to coals it can be over and fire not because as you know bacon burns Um, (laughs) eggs in a no stick pan or you can bring some olive oil or some margarine make it no stick and hash browns often the first night we go for something big and red meatish steak and do potatoes in the fire itself like a baked potato so often there's leftovers those fry up nicely with some margarine in a pan in the morning and poof there you go there's nice easy quick breakfast and then you have children that can wash dishes after that so no big deal at lunch i often do a lot of prep work ahead of time when we're at home in the months leading up to going camping i have a tendency to to save stock when we cook other things whether it's beef stock chicken stock pork stock and then once i have a bunch of it saved up i'll do a slow cooker soup and just chop a bunch of veggies cube up a bunch of it's really nice to sometimes shred up some chicken or if you've got some turkey left over from some point a christmas meal or a thanksgiving meal and then you froze that turkey which i often bag it turns into a, a lovely soup at some point and refreeze it again afterward and then take that with you and that's dead easy in a pot put it on low spend half an hour 40 minutes getting getting nice and warm and poof it's full of goodness and the kids are happy and we're off to the races an evening meal we do eat ridiculously well we're camping i've teased about lobster tails so fine we'll go there it's let's say a surf and turf type deal so you can do it without barbecue at all ontario provincial parks most of the time your fire pit also incorporates a grate into it mentioned before by additional grates from second parties to go over top of all of that business or you can throw down some tin foil you can cook steak chops what have you on top of the grate into the fire we often take lobster tails for sake of argument loblaws uh, we'll put on a two pack of three to four ounce lobster tails for you know eight bucks 7.98 something they're tiny uh, but they're tasty we used to buy them as when they were lost leaders and much larger but loblaws seems to have caught on to the fact that we did that and they don't offer to us anymore so anyhow essentially you take the lobster tail you take a pair of really serious scissors i actually have some meat scissors as part of knife kit you cut down the upper back of the lobster tail like through the shell itself right down to the tail gently hook your thumbs in and try not to break it you're just trying to sort of pry open the portion that you've cut maybe we'll do a little video at some point and post it but anyhow you pry it open the meat inside should come up fairly easily you lift it up through the gap that you've left by prying over the shell uh you shell back up you drop the meat back on top of it. then you take a whatever a butter knife and some margarine slather it on don't hold back it's for the better 
and spank some minced garlic onto it. Obviously, fresh minced, but you get out of a can or what have you. Take that, wrap it up, make sure that it's sealed up well, because the idea is you're sort of steaming it inside of there. You don't want that steam to escape, then it's dried out long. Well, that's just not... If you've got decent coals by that point, and you've obviously, you start your steak earlier, I have to back up and say, start your steak early. Tails themselves only take 10, 12. Steaks take a lot longer because they're up much higher for chops, meats. But when you're getting close, when you're sort of halfway through your steak, check your lobster tails into the coals themselves. Have good long tongs so that you flip it halfway through, maybe 10 minutes or so. Bob's your uncle, pulls out. You could have thrown in some of the baked potatoes, again, wrapped in tin foil. I would slice them in half. I would score the interior. Again, throw some margarine, some butter, maybe a little garlic. Some of the kids don't mind chives in there. It's an all-in-one deal when you're done. It's awesome, and we'll work away at trying to compile other meal plans for you and put it all together into a ideally a one-week meal plan so that you'll have everything you need and you'll be able to go shopping and pick up what you need and you'll have everything for making a delicious gourmet one-week camping meal plan. And we wanted to talk about our next camping adventure, which was to Bon Echo Provincial Park. One of the interesting things about Bon Echo Provincial Park is 100-meter-high Mazinaw Rock, which features 260 indigenous pictographs. What we did was we actually rented a canoe, I think. We didn't yes. take our canoe yep. with us. Yep. We rented a canoe and we paddled over to Mazinaw Rock, paddled around and saw some of the pictographs, which were quite fascinating. There's also a little tribute to Walt Whitman carved into the stone on Mazinaw Rock. And then we hiked up Mazinaw Rock to the top, which is fairly ambitious hike. We were a little tired at the end, at the beginning. It wasn't crazy. Uh, I think part of the issue that we ran into was that it was an open metal mesh grate and puppy dog, our beastie, was less than thrilled to be going up. But yes, it is fairly up over a short period of forward business. But even our youngest remarked on what a beautiful view it was from the top. Stellar. Uh, really awesome. And the other thing was that we did not take enough water. We always do take water with us, but we didn't have enough water that day. Between the dog who was dying of thirst and then the three of us were dying of thirst, by the time we got back down, we were out of water. Yeah, and it's always a learning curve. People assume coming from the big cities that their provisions of water, it's somebody selling water, whether it's a water. Nope, you're out in nature. There's, <laughs> there's nothing. You can jump off the top of that rock with long way down. So yes, we carry lots with us now. There's some awesome birding to do at Bonneco. This was a site, unfortunately, where we had a lot of bugs. My fault. <laughs> we were close to a swamp. Uh, My fault. <laughs> uh, it was a very buggy site. Brandon and I, and the dog actually, did not want to come out of the car. <laughs> Every time the car door was open, he beat it back into his front seat of the car. Yeah, I noticed this sort of boggy thing on the Ontario Parks map and went, yeah, that's not that close. Yeah, I was sadly mistaken. For me, it's usually not a big deal. I don't get bit that much. For the redheads, they did. And then by the time we got to the end of our Saturday driveway, holy mackerel, the deer flies and horse flies were just insane. So it was go on the road, get bit by big things, or stay in our site and get bit by smaller things. It was, <laughs> there was a kind of a no-win. So Pamela bought a thermocell. You're supposed to be able to wear it at your hip or put it on the picnic table, whatever. I think we were still learning how to use it that year. It has come quite handy since there was getting chewed. Brennan and I would sometimes escape somewhere else. So one of the places we went that year was Bonacher Cave, which was really fascinating too. So it's well worth the drive if you're staying at Bon Echo to drive over to Bonacher Cave. 
caves and check out the caves. Also, there seems to be a theme of ice cream. <laughs> I'm actually the guy that's least likely to be interested in ice cream, but it seems to be popping in my head. So there's a, anyhow, there's a store that's not too far outside the gates of Bon Echo. It's called The Maz. They have film and they also have all kinds of play toys, uh, kayaks, what have you. Yes. Well, and we picked up a couple of little souvenir things from there too, with little maple leaves with hooks on them that we thought we'd use for a hanging backpack. Uh, and then on the back is printed that it's made in China. <laughs> it was a little disappointing. Yeah, but they look cute. <laughs> and that's it for me. Do you have anything else, Tim? I wouldn't mind adding in. So just with the thought of food and stuff, uh, we haven't really spoken about coolers. We will go more in depth down the road. But I would like to talk about just briefly loading. Once you guys are all gung-ho for uh, for a whole week's worth of camping and having the food, you need to load those coolers in reverse order. You need to cool the coolers overnight the night before. Then you load your coolers up in reverse order. And anticipate maybe taking some frozen veggies and frozen things with you that will also act to cool down your... Right, so they act as ice packs and they also make hot dogs and some frozen veggies doing some trekking or what have you. And that's it for us for today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll be back again next week. Our email address, if you would like to reach out to us, is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.